0: jai shri krishna Devi jayi, Bhakti Devi jai, All, All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to Sri Guru and Goranga, All glories to Shri Prabhupada. Namah Om Vishnu Padaya, Krishna Prastaya Bhutaleshi, Mati Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine. Namaste, Sarasvati, Deva, Goravani Pacharane, Nivasesa, Sundivani, Pasuktya, Deshatarane. Vande, Ham, Sri Guru, Sri Uta, Padakamalam, Sri, Gurun Vaishnavam, Sri, Rupam, Sagrajatam, Sahagana, Raganatam, Vitaam, Stam, Sajivam. Sadvaitam, Sarvudutam, Parijanam, Sahita, krishna, Devam Sri, Radha, Krishna, Padam, Sahagana, Lavita Shri Vishakam, Vitaam, Sri, Rupam, Sargavishya, Kipasim, Vita, Patitinam, Pravanevyo, Namo, Namo, So it's June 9th, 2018, in Rada Belgium, and we're going to be reading Shrimad Bhagavatam, Canto 8, Chapter 20, Bali Maharaj, Surrenders the Universe, Texts 24 to 33. And these are quite some verses. Okay. 24. We have 32 on board. So 24. Bali Maharaja saw beneath the garments of the Lord, who acts wonderfully, the evening twilight. So his garments must have been somewhat transparent. You could see through them. So, evening twilight. Can anybody tell me anything about the evening twilight? It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Anything else about the evening twilight? Anything from the Bhagavatam? Remember about the evening twilight? Huh? Mm-hmm. Okay, Nasingadev appears in the evening twilight. Excellent, because it's not the day or the night. Anything else? Yes, the evening twilight personified as a beautiful lady to bewilder the demons, the demons who were? Good guess, but not that one who were going after Lord Brahma remember Lord Brahma created these demons and they were they were interested in enjoying him so he created this evening twilight as a beautiful woman and this distracted them so where's the evening twilight under the Lord's, under the Lord's Okay. in the Lord's private parts he saw the Prajapati's so who are the Prajapati's Yes, they, what do they do in the universe? They make all of us, right? <laughs> okay. In the round portion of the waist, I wonder what exactly is the round portion of the waist. Sanskrit just says on the waist. He saw himself with his confidential associates. Who else saw themselves in the universal form? Yasoda. So when is seeing himself, is he seeing a vision of himself or a picture of himself? When he's actually seeing himself. How do you see yourself? Lord Brahma talks about this to Krishna. He says, Mother Yasoda saw that all of us are inside your belly, but yet I'm standing outside of you talking to you. So how can I be talking to you when I'm inside your belly. Who can understand this? This reminds us of the verse in the Brahmat Samhita chai, chai tam jagadanda koti jagadanda This is one of Saraputta's favorite verses. So I don't know if they have it in this country, but in America, when I was a child, we used to buy butter, and on the carton of the butter, there was... A, A woman dressed as a Native American holding a carton of butter on which there was a woman holding a carton of butter on which there was a woman holding a carton of butter on which there was a woman holding a carton of butter. So, the Lord is in every atom. Yes? Can everybody picture that? You get some kind of a picture of that, that the Lord is in every atom? Everybody can do that? More or less? More or less. All right. Then, within the Lord is the universe that's made up of the atoms in which the Lord is situated. Can you do that one? No. Our mind goes fizzle, fizzle, pop, pop. So this is the, the situation that Bali is seeing the Lord, but he's seeing that he's in the body of the Lord. How is that? He's actually seeing that he's, he's not seeing a vision, he's not seeing a picture, a projection, a reflection. He's seeing that he's in the body of the Lord, it it can completely inconceivable. So are we all in the body of the Lord? Yes. Interesting. We're like little cells in the universal body. Okay. okay. Along with his confidential associates, in the Lord's navel, he saw the sky. So it's very common that. It, the Lord's navel is associated with the sky. Uh, by sky here, it doesn't mean air because we already talked about the air. So sky is calm or ether, the most uh, mysterious of the gross elements. We're talking about how time is the most mysterious of material elements, but among the gross elements, the sky is the most mysterious because it's, it's very difficult. We, we understand sky just by what surrounds it, right? isn't it? but without sky nothing has any meaning everything has its place in space isn't it? for many years I had no home or no base and I noticed for the first time in my life that the one question that strangers are very willing to ask one another is where are you from or where do you live? I'd never noticed that before and when I didn't have a ready answer, I became very aware that that was... And anybody feels free to ask you that. I mean, anybody, any stranger, whatever. And about one out of ten people, when I would say, I don't live anywhere, I just travel, they'd push it. And they'd say, but where do you spend most of your time? And I'd say, well, I don't know, which month? you know, just... And they would, they would keep asking, where do you stay when you're not traveling? And I was wondering, why were people so insistent that they had to place me? The first thing they wanted to know was geography. And they were. some people just couldn't accept that they didn't have a geographical place for me. And I thought, whenever we want to understand anything, we first want to understand where it belongs. What is its place? Yes? And ultimately, without a relationship with Krishna, one cannot understand anything. Uh, Just like without space, one cannot understand anything. Space also, it gives meaning to everything in another sense. So uh, one time my daughter-in-law, one of my daughter-in-law's children, when the child was very young, took all the keys off the keyboard of her computer. I was talking to her about this recently. She just turned 13. This is when she was like two or three. She said, I wanted to find out what was under them. So my son was able to put the keys back, but the space bar didn't work. So my daughter-in-law is typing me messages with no spaces. It was very difficult to understand. Without spaces, you cannot understand language. When we're speaking without pauses, one cannot understand. In music, without space, one cannot understand. Similarly, without Krishna, one cannot understand anything. No, very subtle. So space is very subtle. But it gives understanding, gives meaning to everything. So in the same way Krishna gives meaning to everything. This way we can go from Krishna's energies to Krishna, yes? That's the point. Okay. I'm going to ask you at the end if you can remember any of these. There's a lot of them, so you should be able to remember at least a few. Now we have again in the Lord's waist. So I don't know what, again, what's the round portion of the waist, Waste. On the Lord's waste, he saw the seven oceans. So that's interesting because we have seven oceans on this earthly globe, but Bali was on another planet. So it's not these seven oceans. It's not talking about, you know, the Atlantic, the Pacific, the Indian, the Arctic. I think actually there's more than seven oceans if you count all of them. And then there's little tiny ones here and there that you might count as seas or oceans. But these are the oceans in the universe. And there's an ocean of sweet water, salt water. What are the other ones? Sweet, salt? Ghee, milk. Milk. Liquor, liquor. Liquor. I'm not sure about nectar. Yogurt, and it was a yogurt one. Maybe nectar, I don't know, we're missing the seventh one so those seven oceans and and Sadaputta has done some diagrams of how these oceans are in the universe so you know you wonder how that works because like the salt in our ocean preserves the water you all know that right? that sweet water will eventually spoil you all know that yeah? that's why we have mosquitoes in Hawaii because who was it? one of those circumambulating the globe people (laughs) I don't remember, Vasco da Gama or Captain Cook. or Anyway, one of those people. They came to Hawaii and they needed to change their fresh water. They needed to dump out their fresh water and get new fresh water. But guess what their old fresh water had in it? Mosquito larva. So by their grace, we have mosquitoes in Hawaii. Otherwise, there'd be no mosquitoes there. I mean, there might be now anyway with all international travel. But they brought mosquitoes to the island All right, so on the Lord's Ways, is seven oceans. And we we wonder, how does the milk ocean not spoil? I don't know. Or an ocean of yogurt? It would be odd swimming in an ocean of yogurt, huh? How do you swim in an ocean of yogurt? Like on this planet, on the Dead Sea, you you can't swim, you just float, right? On the Lord's bosom, he saw all the clusters of stars. So, of course, these stars are all personalities. Arundhati, the wife of Vecista, she's a celebrated star. That doesn't mean like a rock star. It means she's actually a star. So the stars are all, each of the planets and stars all have predominating deities. They're all personalities. Actually, everything in the universe is a personality. If I had to read the word-for-word for for this, we would end class at 10 o'clock at night. Okay, next few verses. This is 25 to 29. So I'm just reading English. My dear king, on the heart of Lord Murari he saw religion. All right, so that's, the Sanskrit here is dharma. So what does dharma mean? Here Prabhupada's translated Uh as religion. But many times Prabhupada explained what is Dharma. Well, there's ultimately Sanatana Dharma. Sanatana Dharma is our eternal Dharma. But what does the word Dharma mean? That which, sustains. that which sustains, yes. Beauty? Well, certainly it includes beauty. Duty. Oh, duty. Yes, one's duty. Of course, the word duty is a little difficult because the word duty can invoke modes. It's, a constitutional position constitutional. any other idea of the word dharma it's the intrinsic nature of something without which that thing wouldn't be that thing it's like if water wasn't wet it wouldn't be water yeah, yeah, yeah the salt, salt. is salty, salty it's It's almost like a circular reasoning. If it's salt, it must be salty. If it's liquid, it's got to be liquid. It's the the essential quality of the thing without which the thing is not the thing. It's the quality that defines the thing. So, duty is a funny word. You know, when we look at uh, what is a person's nature, you know, Krishna really hounds on this in the Gita that we have to work according to our nature, and that if we try not to work according to our nature, we'll do it anyway. That our choices are whether we use our nature for illusion or truth, but we don't have a choice, do I use my nature or not? That's, that's not an option. And so even materialistic people, when they're looking at, you know, how can we do work that's suitable for us, they say one of the ways you can take say, your nature is what you do automatically without being paid without being asked and often without even being aware that that's what you're doing so that's not exactly a duty because it's what you just do so I'm in the going through the second draft now of a book on spiritualizing career uh, with a co-author I think I mentioned this the other day And in one of our chapters we're looking at nature and nurture and how do you tell what a person's nature is. And with children, it's often what the parents find very annoying in the child. is usually indicative of the child's nature. Why? Because you can't stop it. And if a child doesn't know how to use it properly, there's nothing the parent, no punishment, reward, lecture, anything stops it. And some examples I can give. So uh, one child I know, his family was always telling him, mind your own business, mind your own business. That's all he was hearing growing up. He had a very difficult time focusing on what he was supposed to do, but he always knew everything that everybody else was supposed to do. And his parents and his siblings found this an extremely annoying quality. Then he went on the Polish tour and he was managing the whole stage program. And the devotee said to me, This is the best devotee on the whole program because he always knows what everybody is supposed to be doing all the time and manages everything perfectly. But in his family, it was very annoying because nobody wanted him to manage the family. You understand? Yeah? So often the story that I tell about myself... I don't know if i told this here before, so... This was something my parents told me over and over and over and over again. That when I was three years old, I first went to school, you know, to like nursery school, and the teacher complained to my parents. What do you think the complaint was? Couldn't stop me talking. Couldn't stop me talking, but what was I talking about? What was I doing? I was talking about Krishna. Jai Prabhu. Next life in, my, in the devotee school. I did tell people I wanted to find God, but I didn't, I didn't hear the word Krishna until I was 12. What do you think I was doing? Come on, what do I do? Teaching. I was teaching, exactly. And so the teacher was very irritated. And the teacher told my parents... Your daughter is impossible because she refuses to be one of the students. She's always trying to be the assistant teacher when I was three. And my parents told me this as something very bad. I mean, I grew up with this as this was a really terrible thing that I had to fix. And they would remind me of this over and over again. Whenever I'd act like a teacher, they'd say... When you were three, you're, you know, your teacher complained about you. You have to stop this. And it wasn't until I was 24 years old. Imagine this. 24 years old, 21 years later, when I met Jyotir Mayi, that she said, oh, let me teach you how to teach. And I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> that's interesting. So that's Dharma. Dharma is what you do spontaneously it's not a duty that's imposed on you by somebody else it's not that someone comes this is your dharma but dharma means what you do naturally done according to shastric principles and that's true at the lowest level if we're talking about varnashram dharma and it's true at the highest level when we're talking about rasa So there's all different variations of dharma. And where was this dharma in the universal form? Anybody remember without looking? Heart. Heart. Very good. It's the heart of the Lord. On the chest, both pleasing words and truthfulness. So pleasing words and truthfulness are two elements of the... Two of the five elements of the... Speech. What of speech? The austerity of speech is given in the Bhagavad Gita truthfulness and pleasing words and what are the other three beneficial Beneficial. the content is not agitating The, the content is pleasing and based on the Vedas so it should be true it should be a pleasing truth The words should be pleasant, not harsh language. It should benefit others and based on the Vedas. Of those five, what do you think is the most important? Nope. Nope. Beneficial. Beneficial. Truth based on the Vedas that's pleasing with sweet words that doesn't help anybody is not useful. It's not what we want. Things should be helpful. If someone comes to you with their marital problems and you start reading to them this portion of the Bhagavatam, that's not beneficial for them. You follow? Oh, well, yeah, you know. (laughs) The Prajapadis are his private parts and the evening twilights under his clothes and now you have all the marriage advice that you need. In the mind, the moon. So the moon is always associated with the mind. Why is the moon associated with the mind? Hmm? I'm sorry? Gives intelligence. Yeah, but intelligence is a little different than the mind. It's soothing, it's calming. Well, the natural position of the mind is to be soothed and calmed and still. But what does the moon do? It's cooling, but there's something the moon does that the mind also does. What? drives you crazy yeah yeah. it's reflecting yeah the mind reflects one's uh, belief system makes Makes the vegetables juicy okay something else it does it goes through cycles yes there you go it gets bigger and smaller doesn't your mind do that am I the only one who has a mind that does that goes very fast through the zodiac every 28, 29 days it goes through the whole zodiac okay now I'm in Taurus now I'm in Aries now I'm in Capricorn now I'm in Aquarius now I'm big now I'm small on the bosom the goddess of fortune with a lotus flower in her hand so this is one of the marks of the Supreme Lord. This is how you can tell the Lord as opposed to those in Vaikuntha who have Swarup city. So when Gopu Kumar went to Vaikuntha, as we read in Brihad Bhagavatamita, right, he saw the resonance of Vaikuntha who has Swarup city and he's, oh, Vishnu, Vishnu. No, 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 I'm not Vishnu. I'm a servant, I'm a servant. Okay. Then he goes to the next gate. Vishnu, Vishnu, namo namahala, namo namahala. No, 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 I'm not Vishnu, I'm not Vishnu, I'm a servant, I'm a servant. This kept going on and on and on. And finally the chief of the gatekeepers takes him aside and says, look it, only Vishnu has the Srivatsa. And the kostuba is only Vishnu. That's how you can tell. You have to look at his, at his bosom. On the neck, all the Vedas and all sound vibrations his neck. So why do you think on the neck is easy? Voice. That's what we have in our voice. So the Lord's voice is the Vedas and all sound. Krishna also says this in the Gita. That he is, he is the sound in ether. On his arms all the demigods headed by King Indra. Why do you think Indra and the demigods are on the Lord's arms? The management. Indra is the chief satria in the universe. Thunderbolt is Vajra, weapon. Whereas Brahma is the chief Brahmana. You never hear about Brahma being in the battles, right? I mean, he watches them, but I never heard about him fighting in them. Whereas Indra fights in them. In both ears, all the directions. Any idea why the directions are in the ears? Sound, yes, sound is how we are able to discern space. Do you know that there are some cultures in the world that do not have language of left, right? They don't have any language like that. They only use directions. So they'll just say, you know, turn east and go north. And by the time their children are eight, they always know where all the directions are. On the head, the upper planetary systems. on the hair, the clouds. So sometimes the trees are compared to the Lord's hair. but here we have he's got the clouds in his hair. it reminds me of you know sometimes you see mountains that have that are up in the clouds right the tops of the mountains. In the nostrils the wind, you know, so when I breathe there's, I'm sure little bugs find it windy I'm sure they are little tiny insects that when we're breathing thinks it's a huge storm but when the Lord's right I'm sure it's like, they're like oh, I gotta get out of this storm we have to fly away out of our breathing but from Krishna's nostrils there's a big storm and the eyes the sun So the sun is often compared to the eyes. Why is the sun compared to the eyes? You need the sun to see. see. And first the Lord has to see. This is described in the second canto with the universal form. We can only see once the Lord sees. Remember in this universal body we're like a cell in the body. It's, It's like we're compared to the universal body like the cells in our body are compared to us. So only when I see can the cells in my body be aware of what's going on in the same way only when the Lord sees can we see and that's understood by the sun only when the sun is there can we see in his mouth fire why is the Lord's mouth compared to fire fire digestion yes but something else the Lord's mouth is compared to fire all over the place in the Bhagavatam no It's a, it's, a, it's a. He devours. But what is he devouring specifically? Yeah, well, that's a different. That's a time. He's not, this is not the form of time. He's devouring something. Sacrifices. When we throw the grains into the fire, the flame is understood to be. Vishnu's tongue yes Vishnu's mouth we're throwing the flames in the fire we're throwing in Vishnu's mouth from his words come all the Vedic mantras and there's a wonderful explanation uh, which no way do we have time to give today about how that the, the Lord's words enter into the Muladhar chakra of Lord Brahma and gradually come out through the mouth of Lord Brahma going up through the chakras as the Vedic mantras On his tongue was the demigod of water, Varunadev. So what happens if you have a dry tongue? You can't taste anything. So the ability... Krishna says, I am the taste in water. And without liquid, there's no taste. That's true for all of the sense perception. If our eyes are dry, we can't see. If there's no wax in our ears, we can't hear properly. Mucus in our nose, oil on our skin all of the senses have some liquidity involved. On his eyebrows were the regulative principles. Alright, let's see if we can... So, vidhim. Aha. So on the eyebrows, bruvaho nishedam cha vidhim. So the warnings and what Prabhupada calls the rules and regulations. What you should do and what you should not do. So why would that be on the eyebrows? I think we use our eyebrows like that too, right? (laughs) Do we use our eyebrows to tell people what to do and what not to do? Yeah, do we? Krishna talks a lot through his eyebrows, actually. He often talks through his eyebrows. And he loves it when the devotees get what he's trying to say just with his eyebrows. He doesn't have to speak. Krishna tells us what to do and what not to do with his eyebrows. On his eyelids were day and night. When his eyes were open, it was daytime, and when they were closed, it was night. And this reminds us, of course, of Lord Brahma. When he's awake, everything's going on. If he takes a little nap, everything becomes chaotic. Kind of like what happens if you have very little children. And if you who are parents, right? If you have very, very little children, if you take a nap you may not be very happy to see what's happened when you wake up. <laughs> so when Lord Prabhupada takes a little nap, there's a partial devastation in the universe. Right? Or you can think when we sleep, our bodily functions slow down, right? Metabolism slows down, breathing, heart rate, temperature, everything. And so as soon as the Lord closes his eyes, then everything is, is also quiet when he opens them, its day. On his forehead was anger. Do we do that too? Anger on our forehead. The Lord's not without emotion. You know, it's not that the Lord is always like. Ah, ah, ah. Would be really boring, wouldn't it? You know, after about thirty seconds, you'd be like, really? But the Lord's anger is a rasa. It's it's loving anger. It's not envious. It's not you know. Our material anger is is one of the gates to hell. And on his lips was greed. That's another gate to hell. O king, in his touch was lusty desire. So we have the, materially. Treevidam narikashyena dvarim nasanamadvina kama krodas tatlovas tasmateto atwayam Krishna says, "Of all the demoniac qualities, beware of lust, anger, and greed. If you can't remember all the demoniac qualities." So many, how am I going to at least bust anger and greed? Give them up. That doesn't mean to repress them by the way. It means to ignore them and just watch them and not act on them. Neither love them nor hate them. So how is it that Krishna has anger? Where does he have anger again? Forehead. Where does he have greed? Lips. And where does he have Lust. Touch. So how does the Lord have anger, greed, and lust? Yes, he has everything. He has everything. But his anger, greed, and lust are all beautiful. You know, he's a killer rasam ritimurti. There's there's some you know, we wouldn't go for these things if they didn't have some hope of enjoyment, isn't it? do people try to enjoy anger in this world? oh yeah that's why they go to political rallies and and sporting events have you ever seen people at political rallies and sporting events? I was once in a devotee's house where their probably he was in his twenties their son was watching some sporting event on television and at one point he jumped out of his seat and he's shaking his fist at the television yelling at it I thought that's not going to work very well but that's that's the enjoyment that's why they do it they go to these games or to these political rallies so they can get angry that's the whole purpose you understand otherwise why go if you're just going to be mellow the whole time please give us higher wages please cut taxes then nobody would go right? <laughs> give us higher wages cut taxes right Sometimes they get so angry they start fighting with each other and breaking things, and the police have to come in riot gear and stuff. So people are trying to enjoy these things, and then you know a lot of these business people and, and financial investors—they're really getting into their greed more and more and more. Get the money so fast I don't have time to count it, and they're—they're they're trying to enjoy these. What so to speak of people trying to enjoy lust? We're not going to talk about. But people have the idea that they're going to enjoy these things and they actually increase their anger. They do things to increase their anger, increase their greed, increase their lust. But materially, all these things degrade us. But with Krishna, it's actually ornaments. In his semen were all the waters (coughs) which give the the life to everything. On his back, what was on his back? Irreligion. Of course, Krishna's back is also very nice. Says Krishna's back is is hankering for the, the touch of his devotees. And in his wonderful activities or steps was the fire of sacrifice. On his shadow was death. Krishna often says that he's death. Prabhupada says if you don't accept God as God, you accept God as death where he takes everything. In his smile was the illusory energy. Now well, this is how we cannot be bewildered by Maya. Remember we we're saying Maya is just within the mind? Chapter 14 of Krishna book. If we see, oh, this is just Krishna's smile. Lord Kapiladeva in the third canto says that of all the things we should meditate on, the most wonderful is the Lord's smile and Laughter. So if we meditate on how Maya is Krishna's wonderful energy, wow, so amazing that Krishna can illusion people to think he's not there. How how funny is that? And that's his, his smile. And on the hairs of his body were all the drugs and herbs. And Krishna also says this in the Gita, that he is the healing herb You know, often modern science, they try to extract the principle from the herb, but they can't do it. It doesn't always work, right? Sometimes you just have to use the whole plant. In his veins were all the rivers. On his nails were all the stones. In his intelligence were Lord Brahma, the demigods, and the great saintly persons. So again, his arms were the administrative demigods, but his intelligence were these higher demigods. Lord Brahma, the rishis, unlike Janaloka and Papaloka, the four Kumaras, they're in his intelligence. Because they are the, the Brahmins of the universe, they give guidance to everyone. Throughout his entire body and senses were all living entities, moving and stationary. That's us. Balimars thus saw everything in the gigantic body of the Lord. Next 30. O King, when all the demons, the followers of Maharaj Bali, saw the universal form of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who held everything within his body, when they saw in the Lord's hand his disc, known as the Sudarshan Chakra, which generates intolerable heat, and when they heard the tumultuous sound of his bow, he must have been twanging it, all these caused lamentation within their hearts. So the Sudarshan Chakra which generates intolerable heat. So sometimes the Sudarshan is compared to the sun. And these are all persons. So when, there's uh, many times the Sudarshan Chakra shows up in Krishna's pastimes, even in the Govardhan Lila, Kavikarnapur said that the Sudarshan Chakra was drying up the water so it wouldn't go under the hill. And of course when uh, Sudachina was angry at his father's death and he caused the great demon to come out of the fire by the uh, tantric priests, the evil priests. And this great demon went to Dwarka to kill Krishna, thinking that Krishna was an enemy of the Brahmanas because he could only kill someone who was not a Brahmana or who was not favorable to the Brahmanas. And he thought Krishna is not favorable to the Brahmanas because he's a Kshatriya but he lets the Brahmins worship him. He's supposed to be worshiping the Brahmanas. And when this great demon came there, this Suda, the Sudarshan Chakra, who's there as a person, uh, Krishna is just playing some game with his associates. You know, this huge demon comes, and Krishna just indicates to his Sudarshan, Take him. Sudarshan uh, drove away the demon, and he became as hot as. This, all the suns at the end of the universe burning the universe and destroyed Kashi. Pushed the demon back to Kashi where he killed uh, Sudakshina. And then we have the chakra, of course, chases Dervasa. When Dervasa plays his manipulative games with Ambarish, Dervasa pulls out this demon from his hair to kill Ambarish. Because Ambarish drank a little water before he did you don't know religious principles. And how do you know religious principles? You're a Brahmanan, You're going to kill your host for drinking a little water. Good thing that we don't have such strict standards of being a host today, right? We'd all be dead. And then these is traveling all over the universe and even to Vaikuntha and the Sudarshan is chasing him, chasing him, chasing him. And then finally Dervasa comes back and Ambarish offers wonderful prayers to Dervasa he It's also in the eighth canto. I saw this thing. Absolutely wonderful prayers you can read for Sudarshan. And his bow, his Shanga bow. So this is, these are all persons. 31. The Lord's conch shell named Panchajanya, which made sounds like that of a cloud. So Ridhaichet Chanyapu was blowing the conch shell very loudly the other day. But didn't quite sound like thunder. Not quite. So Krishna's conch shell sounds like thunder, and we know when Krishna and the Pandavas blew their conch shells. What did that blowing do? Shattered the hearts of the sons of Duryodhana. Did the Kuru's conch shells have that effect on the Pandavas? No. In Manipur, they play conch shells during the kirtan. You know, in Manipur, they have kirtans following the Ratham court and. Uh, also in Manipur they have lady kirtan parties that go from temple to temple and do kirtan and then the temple, the head of the temple gives them money and cloth. I don't know what they do with all that cloth. Every temple they go, they get another chatter. Keep the chatter makers in business. But anyway, so they have these lady kirtan parties. But only the men play the conch shells during the kirtan. And they play two at a time. Big, big conch shells great big and they're going back and forth and they're they're playing it really like a musical instrument the very forceful club named Komodakai so it's described that how should one meditate on Komodakai the Komodakai is always what smeared with the blood of the demons so there's also a ghastly rasa Prabhupada says, if you want to enjoy the ghastly rasa, you can meditate on the single You can also meditate on this club covered with blood. The sword named Vijadara, with a shield decorated with hundreds of moonlike spots. Such a chandra Yukta. Many, many, many moons. So there's often this comparison with this many moons, like Lord Ijnanda's lotus feet are like many moons. So the shield of the Lord, just imagine the shield of the Lord. It looks like it has hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of glowing moons. And also, Akshayas Yaka, the best of quivers. So we know that Arjuna had a quiver that would never be depleted, so I'm sure the Lord's quiver is like that. Again, these are all persons. All of these appear together to offer prayers to the Lord. So the Sudarshan Chakra, the Sharinga Bow, the Panchajanya shell, the Komodakai Club, the Vidyadara Sword, the shield that has all the moonlight spots, the Satchachandra Yukta Shield, the Akshaya, Shayaka Quiver, they're all offering prayers. All right, now we have text 32, which is on the board. Sunandamuka Upasastrisham. Sunandamuka Parshadamukya Sahaloka Palaha, Parshadamukya Sahaloka, Spurat Kirtidanga Minakundala, Spurat Kiranam Sri Vastarad no Tamame Kala Varai, Sri Vastaradamukya. I don't think we'll all chant, we just too many verses. Is that all right? Okay. And I'm not going to go through the word for it. We'll, we'll be here till late. So this is 3233 translation. These associates, headed by Sunanda and other chief associates, and accompanied by all the predominating deities of the various planets, offered prayers to the Lord. So we have all the Lord's weapons are offering him prayers. Then we have his associates like Nanda and Sunanda and the predominating deities of all the planets, they're all surrounding him, him, praying to him. We have a similar thing, of course, when Krishna shows Arjuna, the Virat Rupa. He sees everyone praying to him. And a similar thing when Lord Brahma sees all the cowherd boys and the calves manifest as Vishnu forms. You all know that? All the living entities. And it says, down to the straws, The straws were praying. I don't know how that works. Anyway, they were all praying to the Lord. Offered prayers to the Lord who wore a brilliant helmet, bracelets, and glittering earrings that resembled fish. So, at the end of this class, please look at this nice painting here. So, Krishna has Mina Kundala in this painting. He has fish-like earrings. Generally, Krishna's earrings are not compared to mina, but to makaras. Makaras are not technically sharks. They're a mystical being. Sometimes, uh, like there's a painting in Moshe of a Ganga on a crocodile, and sometimes the crocodile is uh, understood. But the makara is not really a crocodile. Sometimes it's translated as crocodile, sometimes as dolphin, sometimes as shark. Uh, it's the symbol for Capricorn, the sign of the zodiac, Capricorn, the Vedic symbol. And it's some being that we don't have on this planet. So the makara is the carrier of the Ganga, the carrier of Cupid. And Krishna likes to wear these makara earrings. Uh, Mahendra Prabhu, who used to live yes. here, he, he had makara earrings made for Gopinath. So he's not wearing them today, but there are muckra earrings that were made from Gopinath. But here he's talking about fish earrings, so we can see fish earrings in this painting. Uh, Gokulananda in London has some beautiful fish earrings. On the Lord's bosom were the lock of hair called Trivatsa, which we read about already in the universal form. So seeing the universal form, and here there's the same description that the goddess of fortunes on the Lord's bosom and the transcendental jewel named Kostuba. So the Kostuba is said to be the residence of all the living entities and it's said to be shaped like a small calf. He wore a yellow garment. Now, though it's usually yellow, often the Sanskrit is is talking about saffron color. So it's kind of this, if you take saffron, you know, you get this kind of goldenish yellow color. If you take actual saffron, you know, what, the, what we usually use, to, this color is really as. I know if you get the writ dye, it's actually tangerine color. <laughs> this is not a plug for that company. Avrivarinda uh, Saruprabhu wrote a whole article about what is real saffron color, which I'm sure is still online. Covered by a belt. So Prabhupada named one of my god sisters, servant of the belt. So these, these are all persons, all the Lord's ornaments. These are all uh, devotees. And he was decorated with a flower garland surrounded by bees. So what's the significance that there's bees around the garland? Okay, would bees go around this garland? No. So were used, flies were, but not bees. So the, flowers, the, flowers were alive. the flowers were alive. The reason that we, the bees are around the garland is that the flowers were alive. Manifesting himself in this way, O King, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, whose activities are wonderful, covered the entire surface of the earth with one footstep, the sky with his body, and all directions with his arms. PURPORT One might argue, since Bali Maharaja promised Vamandeva only the land occupied by his steps, why did Lord Vamandev occupy the sky also? In this regard, Shilajiva Goswami says that the steps include everything downward and upward. When one stands up, he certainly occupies certain parts of the sky and certain portions of the earth below his feet. Thus, there was nothing uncommon for the Supreme Personality of Godhead when he occupied the entire sky with his body. So, of course, the Lord is very tricky. Three steps included where his upper body was, too, so he's, he's very clever in this way. Please give me three steps, but my body is covering the whole universe, and that's part of my steps. So now I've got everything. All right, well, we've come to the end of our time with all these very long verses, so I'd like to just go around, and without looking, please tell me something that you remember. Starting with you. sky is in his navel. navel. Good. So, please today when you look at the sky, remember that it's inside the Lord's navel. Yes, what do you remember? Yes, you. You don't remember anything. Okay. So, your your um, home fun assignment, we don't give any homework, we give home fun. So, your home fun assignment is to pick something from here and write it down like about 20 times one thing from here that you like and say it over and over again to yourself today and see it in the world okay that's your home fun assignment and yes what do you remember so you have the same home fun assignment you pick something from these verses anything from these verses write it down 10-20 times like sky and navel, sky and navel, sky and navel, sky and navel, sky and navel. And then during the day, every time you see the sky, navel, 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 navel. What do you remember? I remember when uh, Krishna uh, uh, moves his eyebrows, it's some rules there because he wants to express his. Uh, yes. Emotion. Good. The eyebrows are the rules and regulations. So we're going to switch over here. Prabhuji, what do you remember? what do you remember no. you also remember nothing you have the same home fun as, I must have given a terrible class I give myself an F minus as a teacher today so you know, this is my fault as a teacher if nobody if, if I ever have three people who don't remember anything that means I did a very bad job so you have the same home fun assignment please go through these verses find something write it down ten times repeat it to yourself and try to see it in your day what do you remember Anger was his forehead. Anger on his forehead, very good. And ever you hear or see anybody becoming angry, you can remember ah, that's Krishna's forehead. Yes, what do you remember? Clouds. Clouds were in his hair. So when you see the clouds today, you can say, ah, that is Mom and Dave's hair. Yes. Fire was his mouth. Fire was his mouth. And we whenever we see fire, right, in the ghee lamp someone's was lighting the incense or in a fire yagya you remember that is the mouth of the lord what do you remember what eyelids day and night so you can remember when it's when it's daytime when it's daytime you can think oh vamandeva has opened his eyes when it's time to go to sleep you can think oh now vamandeva has closed his eyes yes the twilight where was that was under the Lord's clothes, right? Be... It was, you could see it under his clothes. So when you, when you see the twilight every day, you can think, oh, I'm getting a little peek under the clothes of the Lord. And yes, what do you remember? sun is his eyes. The sun is his eyes. So when you see the sun, now you can think, oh, the Lord is looking at me. And what do you remember? Oh, there's more. Come on, something else. You think about it for a minute. Yes? Veins and rivers. The veins are his rivers. All right. So we don't have very many rivers here. But down the street, there's a little stream. So maybe that's a very small little thing. And you came very late, so I don't know. Do you remember? The lips are greed. What? Lips. Lips are greed. Whenever you, you feel greedy or you see anybody gre- being greedy, you can think, that's the Lord's lips. And I'm, you came very late, so I don't know. You, I, I heard The herbs. The herbs, the medicines. Okay. So whenever we have any herbs or medicines, we can think this is the hairs of the Lord that are giving me health. And you Prabhu? What do you remember? Without looking. Oh, <laughs> smile of Krishna is the illusory energy. Oh, the smile of so even when I'm forgetting Krishna I'm in illusion, he's smiling, he's still there, even in my forgetfulness and illusion. Do you remember anything else yet? The arms of the demigods, especially the administrative demigods. And this would be true even in our Ormok Satrius. you know, when the government, the police is acting properly, this is actually the arms of the Lord. So these verses here in the Bhagavatam, they're not for us just to read in the class as a ritual. They're for us, they're, the purpose of these is for us to meditate on. So we should be picking something that we can grasp that will make sense in our lives. That as we go through our life and through our day, we can be connected somehow with the Bhagavatam, that we start becoming ourselves living Bhagavatams. This is the idea, that becomes part of us. Yes? So we've already gone over time. I'd like to uh, thank all of you very much for having me here in Radhadesh and hosting me and and taking care of me and being so kind to me and giving me facility to speak about Krishna. And I hope if I've said anything... uh, helpful uh, that uh, you will bless me and if I've said anything foolish that you please uh, excuse me she will key